What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Welcome to episode number 166. My headache is gone thankfully. So hopefully I will not sound too uh, too tired or too sick or just too boring in general. Hopefully this one this episode will not uh, be as sleepy. And uh, this one actually I've I've thought about a few different things that I want to do uh, because I'm not really quite happy with how uh, you know the episode is flowing right now because. I think that there's a lot of repetition happening. I think that there's a lot of uh, you know very slow segments where I'm just repeating stuff which is very dry for anyone. So I think this time onwards I'll try to uh you know actively and consciously cut back on the type of info on the kind of information that you could simply check on the internet for example. And uh I know that a lot of people would prefer listening to that information still. just for convenience sake but then it just becomes too you know too long and almost excruciatingly long at times especially when uh, you know I'm not in the best of uh, mood and I tend to speak a little bit slowly and such it, it really does not do a lot for the experience and uh, let me know what you feel of course this is uh, all I'm just trying trying out new things so if if the previous format or if the previous flow is better then I'll try to stick to that but for now I'll try this one. So once more make sure you're listening to this episode on a speedy com- at a speedy or comfortable at. I personally prefer 2x uh but a lot of people seem to like 1.5x as well and with that let's get started. All right so looks like the markets took quite a beating today first half things looked very positive very reassuring. global markets were in the green as well but then futsi opened futsi opened in the red and then things just went downhill from there massive resistance at 9200 levels and above and as a result nifty is closing below 9000 which is a big big thing uh, if you ask me and if we are talking about the broad market indices we are looking at you know small caps doing okayish mid caps doing okayish uh large caps surprisingly not doing too well and vix is of course lower than what it was previously sectoral indices uh fmcg really really strong pharma would have not been too strong today it's flat but i i assume it won't be uh that strong because I'm hearing a lot of uh, mixed views on hydroxychloroquine's effectiveness these days. So if that sentiment continues in the market then possibly pharma might see uh you know a correction. It's likely uh PSU banks very flat once again private banks kind of negative. Realty relatively positive up up 1.84% which is a good sign. And I don't know if if uh, you know the realty players uh nifty realty players listen to my episode yesterday but yesterday i had said that 2 and 8 is the time where a lot of these very well known real estate players made their big bucks or at least they they you know tried to make their big bucks because that's when you buy when it's at a dip you know a lot of these uh, really successful real estate people 
will wait for the right time to put their money in the market still then they might do smaller deals but this is when they'll be really picking up the bulk of uh, good deals especially commercial real estate because a lot of offices and a lot of companies might also be willing to cut back and they might be panic selling or they might be looking at liquidating their um you know fixed uh, fixed assets like their office office building and such and that is the best opportunity for these real estate investors so that that might be one of the reasons why we are seeing uh, nifty realty positive this time and uh, looking at the fixed income indices it is once again flat by the way i'm getting this data from nse's website if you if you go on nseindia.com there's a tab called market data you click on market snapshot when you you know hover over that tab and then you just click on it you will get all of this information including the most active active equities where you can sort by value and volume and all of those really uh, you know informative and insightful information that you can get the layout is very intuitive so this is what i typically use every single episode and this is what i think that you should do yourself here on out if we are going to continue with this hopefully shorter sweeter and more engaging format now i'll i'll try to walk you through the interface this time so when we actually go down there is this option of seeing the highs and the lows and everything you know exchange wide snapshots is right there on the very first uh, thing that actually opens but once you go a bit down once you scroll down below most active equities there's this section of new 52 week h/l there's a section called large deals and there's a section called price band hitters price band hitters are basically the circuits essentially now 52 week highs ideally sorted by securities above 20 rupees and then you will see an entire list such as dr reddy sipla and uh, a lot of gold etfs here once again and ruchi soya it's the list is becoming incomplete without ruchi soya now you can then click on 52 week low where you can see even more information this time though looks like the the 52 week highs are greater than the 52 week lows which is a very interesting thing i think it really sort of captures how not uh, excessively bearish the market has been lately now moving on to the large deals tab that you can once again navigate to on the left you can see the date now the date is very important now it is it says 13th april which means that this is uh, these are the large deals which happened on monday which means that we've already looked at them in the previous episodes so we can completely ignore all of these because we've already uh, spoken about them the markets have already reacted to these deals coming to block deals very same very you know very similar thing 31st march is the date and you can look at who actually bought them so you can see the uh, mr damani's name here and the next tab is short selling so the reason why i'm walking you through all of these is because it really is that easy just looking at this data and you can sort of very logically try to derive what that means so i'm trying to you know uh make sure that all of this is not something that i end up repeating every single time because this is very easy as i said then uh, what i like to do is i go on oilprice.com and then i check the crude data so i'm checking it right now of course crude massive massive news and this is there plastered on every single news website every twitter feed if it's related to finance that crude fell very sharply and we are now looking at wti crude 
below 20 dollars per barrel it's down 2.41 or 2.14 percent right now but it's fallen down quite a lot brent is also in those uh, 20 levels it's at 28.47 right now and oilprice.com is what i use it's very intuitive the, the layout is very simple uh, which is why i prefer this no particular reason apart from that then coming to forex i use tradingview.com usd inr and you can see here very clearly again this is just the naked chart five minute time frame no indicators because it's very easy to see what is going on in fx even if we don't use the indicator at least retrospectively now we can see here that 8th april's resistance was very clear here and 8th april 8th april's resistance uh, obviously gave today's resist today's prices a very strong resistance and the support for the day was taken right at 76.20, which is a level we spoke about previously. If you look at uh, the chart, hopefully you are looking at it right now, then you can see that that is where 3rd April closed at. And that is also where we saw a big move happening on 8th April. So that is why uh, I had said that those are the possible support and resistance levels for FX. So it's trading at 76.44 right now, USD INR. Now, I then switched to moneycontrol.com, which I used to look at the global markets, and it also gives me a good idea of what the headlines are like. So, right now, I had the very first headline that caught my eye, and it was sort of being bombarded on my phone as well, uh, you know, because of the notifications that Wipro Q4 profit falls year on year. I think it was a 5% fall or something this time. Yeah, 5% fall in profit, and... And this is the kicker they have said that no revenue guidance for april to june so basically q1 no revenue guidance which is uh, which really goes to show how how much they really can't say or can't predict or can't estimate uh what the situation might look like and this is obviously a lot of this is due to uh, you know them not expecting which receivables will be able to uh, be realized and what their business will look like and when this lockdown will actually lift, when will things resume? So there's still a lot of ambiguity regarding that. So I'd actually be kind of surprised if any firm offered some very concrete revenue guidance. Their, their financial models must be extremely sound in that case. Now, another piece of news related to Titan that I'm seeing here is that data available on BSE showed that uh, Junjunwala, Rakesh Junjunwala, uh, sold basically 1.03 crore shares of Titan in the March quarter, which is quite a massive uh, number. So I'm assuming that Titan will, of course, react to this piece of news and tomorrow the stock might, you know, presumably move downwards. Let's see what happens, though. Uh, and then we've got another set of uh, news which says that coronavirus lockdown to guidelines, self-employed persons allowed to work from April 20 which means that electricians, IT workers and, you know, plumbers and such will be able to work from home or, you know, will be able to work in general as long as they aren't really traveling too much or going to an office or something because they are self-employed from April 20th onwards. So that is what I typically cover. And then there's a tab which says global markets. And then we can see what the markets are looking like. So Shanghai Composite down jakarta down asian markets in general seem to be down right now except for sgx nifty which is mildly in the green but then 
uh, it's very close to what our nifty closed at 89.25 for our nifty sgx nifty at 89.48 very similar taiwan cospi both are up uh, european markets uh, all three are down and nasdaq is up so very mixed global markets what we're seeing really not a good measure of what might happen tomorrow just yet but then um, nifty's sgx nifty's performance over the night and tomorrow morning is what really uh, dictates whether it'll be a gap up opening whether it'll be a gap down opening or not so that is that and let's move to the indices now now that I think about it, I should probably rename this section as analysis or something because I'm not just going to cover the indices because I've reduced trading the indices quite a lot. Uh, but Nifty, starting off with Nifty, at least we've got it at 89.25. Uh, gap up open, very strong support right above the R1 and then sort of fell uh, very, very sharply above 92.50. And unfortunately, I've, re I've re uh, raised my levels for Nifty. Otherwise, I could have told you what this level is. But for now, it looks like a very clean resistance at that 92.50 mark. And from that, pretty much, it was a relentless, um, you know, it was a relentless plummet down. And then it finally took 200 moving average support. So that's what we are seeing with Nifty. Uh, Bank Nifty, I'm assuming it's going to be very similar. Yes, it is very, very similar. On the daily chart, Nifty is below its 13 moving average. So the support right now appears to be, uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, no, it's above its uh, it's above its 13 moving average. My bad, that was another stock. So its support right now appears to be right around its uh, low for the day, which is 88.74. And if that is breached, then there's a good chance we will see 8700 levels once again. And if those are breached as well, then 8500 levels are likely because that is where the, the next support, its moving average support is at. And I'm sure that it's very similar for Bank Nifty as well. Like, oh, no, Bank Nifty is right at its 13 moving average right now. So if this is breached... Then worst case scenario, possibly it's likely to see 17k levels once again. But of course, it has sufficient support at 18,500, 18,300 and so on. So that's what we are seeing on the indices front uh, real quick. And then coming to the stocks. So the stock that I traded today was ICICI Bank. And uh, how it actually turned out for me was it was it was a positive day for me. Overall, not as positive as it could have been, but I'll get to that in my trades section. But ICICI Bank, basically, I saw that it was not willing to sustain the level where it had opened at. Plus, it had several CIPs right around that 345 level. So I shorted it and my stop loss was R2, pivot point R2 at 351. It turned back dot from 351. In fact, the high for the day was 351.90. The R2 level was 351.78. So from there, it turned back again, very sharp, very, uh, you know, sudden fall. And from what was what it was like 6.3% positive, it ended up going 1% down. So like minus 1% from plus 6.3% or something. You can see. You can understand just how badly it performed in the second half of the day. And uh, fortunately, I was able to capture part of the move. I really can't say the entire move because I was not able to. I exited prematurely right around the pivot point because that was the very first support level. And 
it did appear like it is taking support so i did exit prematurely but then i'm not really too upset about it s1 is where it ended up taking support and coincidentally it is also acip for icici bank so it was uh, it was a very interesting thing on the charts now how an additional thing that i did during the day and this is uh, you know something that my father typically likes to do just in, as an added uh, piece of information that you can analyze during the day and that is the 20 depth of the market so you can look at the the orders that are happening and such you can look at the buyers and the sellers and you can see the bids and the asks how they are moving and then you can try to sort of uh, you know piece together little information so for example uh, that will help you understand that every stock has its own characteristic and every stock will have its own little quirks and features if you know uh, if you uh, watch Doug Demuro, he's an automotive YouTuber that, that's a very uh, that's a nice term that he uses quirks and features basically basically the unique intricacies of how the markets are moving and uh, that is unique for every stock so some stocks might uh, give you a very little hint that they're going up or down and it might not really be too easy to spot them unless you know what you're looking for and uh, if you're looking at the 20 depth and such it's 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 easier to look for that piece of information so that's something that you could look at that's what i saw during the day and it's very it's at first it is kind of intimidating you know looking at so much of information at once but then when you try to uh, you know just look for the relevant information such as the highest or the lowest bids and so on the number of buyers and the number of sellers and so on that is when it starts to make sense uh, of course along with what is happening on the charts not alone uh, not not by itself now uh, that is what we are seeing on icici because again icici because that is the stock that i traded it appeared like reliance once again was the stock which was really moving the market in one direction or the other because pretty much the reason why the markets fell this sharply was partially because uh, reliance fell this steeply so that's something to consider as well and with that let's move to my trades so just as I was about to record the trades section, my mom very kindly brought me some tea. So while sipping this tea, I'll be able to hopefully sound a little more uh, enthusiastic and a little less dry because my throat was killing me. So this is a timely thing. But anyway, my trades. Now, uh, I really gave a lot of information in the analysis segment. So I'll try to keep this one brief. I'll try to give you more of my rationale and my logic behind why i took this trade so the reason why i got into icici bank very simple three or four attempts of three yeah it was four attempts of that same oh five attempts actually five attempts of that cip right around that 340 level and that was the biggest reason why i entered into this icici bank in terms of value 350 rupees it's not a very high ticket stock which means that uh, you know if you get into let's say 100 200 quantities intraday even if the price moves down by 10 20 rupees which is like it's it's atr must be that much so in the entire day it might move 20 rupees or so the amount of loss absolute amount of loss is not going to be that much which basically means that unlike options where a 7500 rupee option for nifty which costs 100 rupees 
um, you know, multiplied by 75, which is lot size, the chances of it going down to 20 rupees, so you effectively losing 80 rupees from uh, 80 rupees from your you know total 100 rupees cost, is very high. And especially when we talk about such volatile days, and that is pretty much what was happening, not exactly, but what was happening earlier. So these equity stocks, especially when they are slightly lower priced, uh, typically they tend to be safer picks which is why I went for the lower ticket option in this case. And because ICICI Bank inherently is not a weak stock. So it really will not misbehave uh, in a way where, you know, certain mid caps or small cap stocks, which are just as, uh, you know, similarly priced as ICICI Bank might, you know, it'll move relatively stably. And if you are long ICICI Bank and it possibly did not move in your favor and uh, you know it's at it's still at an important support zone you can very well carry it forward so those are the reason why i'm those are the reasons why i'm sticking to uh, a few similar stocks you might have observed and uh, now so during the day of course i did face an initial m2m loss the reason why i held on to it despite the loss was because of the r2 level and because of a previous cip so, so 352 would have been my absolute ceiling for um holding on to icici bank in fact i was wondering if it'll ever even come back to cost because it already shot up so much but then it did did go back uh, to cost and well below the cost in fact so I still I kind of stayed patient because uh, as it turns out, patience really is the name of the game sometimes when you are confident about the direction and when you've set your stop losses accordingly and very, you know, hopefully very logically placed stop losses, not a very arbitrary stop loss where you say that, okay, you know, uh, 347 sounds like a good number. I'll keep it at 347. No. Why is it at 347? And why is it not at 347 is what you should be questioning and answering at the same time so uh, that that was my main logic behind icici bank and the reason why i exited it is because that the pivot point was there right below was the previous close so it really did not make a lot of sense i was in the green i did not want to give up my gains which is why i exited it kind of early and uh, yeah, that was my only trade for the day i parked those funds uh, parked those profits in the ETF that I spoke about yesterday. That's pretty much it. So my lesson for today is going to be a repeat lesson that I have spoken about a few months ago. And I'm sure that I've spoken about it recently as well, but I think that I really wanted to repeat this because I was ended up uh, not following this particular uh, lesson uh, up until like a few days to a few weeks ago so the lesson is before the day ends so tonight for example i will have all the levels all the relevant levels of the stocks that i'm going to be uh, looking at the next day you know for trades and such on my whiteboard you can do it on your on a piece of paper or on your desktop or on your phone or on your palm if if you so prefer but make sure that those levels price levels of supports and resistances are very clearly mentioned and this will really help you understand the behavior of that stock and it will also understand when you can buy and sell what is the right time to buy and sell what is the right entry and exit for that particular stock and that is something that you can only understand if you already have those levels mapped out right in front of you before the market uh, begins 
because once the market begins, you're in a completely different state of mind and then that will really not work out, especially if you're just starting out. So that would be my number one lesson for the day uh, because, you know, having those levels right in front of my eyes these past few days has been really helpful and it really helps understand at what price levels is, uh, you know, the stock sort of getting into a resistance or hesitating and you can really put things into context that way. So that's the lesson for the day. All right. I know that I said that this episode will hopefully be more uh, concise and crisper and more engaging. Uh, but unfortunately, by the looks of it, I, again, I don't really know the exact length of this episode just yet. But I don't think that it's, it's that short. And the reason for that is because I was trying to uh, talk you through my process of... Uh, you know, analyzing the markets, the the initial market snapshot anyway. So that is something which is more of a one-time thing. So I'll, uh, you know, if 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 I feel that it's okay, then I'll possibly uh, limit that section entirely, like you know, cut that uh, in half or something. Because again, I've already explained how you could access that data, and it's very easy. Literally, if you, if you're free tonight or if you're free right now, when you're listening to this episode. You can search it on your phone, market data NSE tab, and you'll get the market snapshot thing, oilprice.com, moneycontrol.com, tradingview.com, all of those are brilliant resources, and it really helps make this episode not too lengthy. And the reason why I'm talking about this right now, instead of ending it and making it even lengthier, is because I want I want you to understand that it's there's, there's really no point, in my opinion, in just dragging things this much and uh, it, it makes sense for me to actually tell you why I'm doing this rather than just cutting things short one fine day and that's why this episode might be a little bit longer than usual which is kind of ironic but then uh, that's that's just how these things work so anyway I hope you found this helpful and informative I hope you had a positive profitable trading day today and I hope you continue to have a positive well learning experience and a profitable trading day tomorrow and for the next days to come that's it from my side for this episode see you in the next one tomorrow happy trading